date with destiny was set one year ago as the Cleveland Cavaliers made history coming back from certain defeat down three games to one to triumph over the defending champion Golden State Warriors who saw their lead crumble before their eyes. The stars have aligned for these two teams to meet for the third year straight. LeBron, Steph, Kyrie, Clay, Love, and now Kevin Durant contributes to this chapter of the saga. The NBA Finals. Listen as the drama unfolds before your ears on TuneIn. It's a special edition of NBA on TuneIn, the podcast presented by Miller Lite with Mike Yam, Karan Butler, Kenyon Martin, and Rex Chapman streaming live from Oakland, California. The 2017 NBA Finals are on the NBA on TuneIn. Live outside of Oracle Arena, site of Game 1 of the NBA Finals. It is the NBA on TuneIn Live and is presented by Miller Lite. Karan Butler, Rex Chapman, Kenya Martin, and Mike Yam with you. In dominant fashion, the Golden State Warriors victorious. 113-90 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Warriors faithful exiting Oracle Arena with smiles on their face and for good reason. And guys, this was a dominant performance from Golden State. The, odd, the anomaly here is when you look at the box scores, we were watching this game, the fact that they had two players in double figures this entire matchup. It was Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, both of those guys going off in this game. Durant with 38 points. This is the reason why he decided to head to Oakland in the Bay Area in free agency. He goes for 38 points. Steph Curry certainly impressive in his own right with 28. Your initial thoughts, guys, on what you saw in game number one. Well, you know, exactly what, you know, uh, we talked about in, uh, you know, prior to the game. You know, I thought that we wasn't going to see a pace that couldn't be matched. And uh, that's exactly what you've seen from Golden State. You know, they was clicking on all cylinders, you know, different teams, same animal. And, you know, defensively, some of the things that we had questioned about, you know, Cleveland, whether it was the rotations or, you know, the matchup problems that was going to be, they were. And it seems that Kevin Durant, is, you know, thirsty for that piece of jewelry. It seems like Steph Curry is extremely healthy this time around. It looked like everyone else has bought into the role of doing whatever intangibles they need to take to, you know, get them over the hump. And therefore, you know, Golden State is clicking on all cylinders, and this was a quality win, one that they must must have, and they definitely got it. You know, I, I go back to two hours ago, we were talking about Kendrick Lamar <laughs> all night tonight. All night tonight, Stefan and KD, Cavs couldn't get him out their element, right? All night long. They were in their element all night. It just, yeah, just jump shooting. They they had, they they weren't knocked down all night long. You know, maybe, maybe I, they're going to have to make some changes. Got to do something to adjust for game two. Yeah, um, just like I was saying uh, in the pregame um, about defense. A lot of defensive mistakes. Early on, first few possessions of the game, you can see it. Um, Zaza had a few wide open layups earlier that he passed on. And it was just a domino effect from there. Can you mention some of the wide open layups? The, the score is says one thing. It could have even been worse yes, definitely. at the they half. Were, yeah, I mean, they, in that yeah. first quarter alone, uh, Clay Thompson missed a, a chip shot. Uh, Steph Curry missed a chip shot. You mentioned Zaza passed on a, an open dunk. Twice. That turned twice. Twice. That would have led to some points as well. Kevin Durant missed a, missed a layup as well early in that game. And yet, it still doesn't matter. They still were able to roll. Rex, you were the guy that has had Cleveland winning this yeah. series. Uh, I should no, whisper that as the game. Warriors fan. Oh, this game. This game. Okay. As the Warriors fans come around. What, what is the adjustment? What, <laughs> what do you need to see in game number two? Because it, it does seem like the matchups on the floor favor Golden State in a big way. And this may just be that Golden State is is that much better. I don't I'm not willing to admit that at this point. You know, this is game one. Golden State did what they're supposed to do. Cavs got to come back. They will have to make some kind of adjustment because tonight they didn't have what <laughs> what was required. So it's going to be interesting. Ty Lue, LeBron, those guys, they have some decisions to make going into game two. Yeah, they definitely have to be better in game two. Um, and I'm going to just keep harping on the defensive end. Um, it's things that I said um, in the pregame that they couldn't have happen, and they did, which wide-open layups, uncontested threes, defensive um, rotations that they didn't make. And you can't, against this team, against this Golden State team, you cannot have those kind of mistakes. 
they will make you pay, and they did. I don't know. You mentioned the mistakes, though. I don't even know what matchups favor Cleveland on the defensive end. It's not about favoring. It's about being in the right position, knowing game plan, schemes, and, and going out and implementing that. You know, you can't, like, everybody is not the best defensive player. Everybody is not the best offensive, offensive player. But when you can go out and, and implement a game plan, that, that, that makes up for all the mistakes. And they didn't do that. You know, they weren't locked in from the beginning of the game, and you can tell on the defensive end. And, like, I, I, I'm going to just keep harping on the fact that against this Golden State team, you cannot have those kind of mistakes on the defensive end, or they will make you pay in a major way. There's no way feasible the guy, the way that Kevin Durant scores the basketball, that he shouldn't have a body on him or in front of him at all right. times. He had two wide-open monster dunks with no one around him in the first half. You know, that can't happen. You know, he's too good of a scorer. You, um, the, the guys with no fouls or one fouls, letting guys go to the basket. Like, you have to hold yourself accountable on the defensive end. Karan, I know when you were watching this game, the three, all of us, were, were sitting here, and we were looking for more aggressive play. We, we saw it at times from Cleveland. What, what's, what do you do if you're Ty Lue right now? Because I think it, it, this is the NBA Finals right now. The conference finals, really the postseason, Cleveland hasn't had too many issues. A couple hiccups here and there in the Eastern Conference Finals, but by and large, they're not supposed to be dominated in the NBA Finals. They, 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 they're not supposed to be dominated or contested in the Eastern Conference, but when you talk about the Western Conference, you talk about a different type of offensive monster that's coming at you. And you look at it, look, look, let's just be real here. They had problems with them offensively last year until Draymond Green was suspended. You know, and that was the issue. You know, now you add on the second best player on the planet and Kevin Durant, you know, a guy that can go out there and score 30 in his sleep. It's, it's, it's different. He, he posed a different threat. Now LeBron is occupied, you know, and, you know, you haven't seen LeBron, like, be tested since the Chicago series years back against Miami where he had to guard Derrick Rose, a healthy Derrick Rose, on multiple possessions. You know, now he's been able to relax on the defensive end and kind of be the big brother and the, and, and, and the bully in the Eastern Conference on the, on the offensive end because everybody, you know, respects his stature so much. So now he's going to get challenged by Kevin Durant on a consistent every night. So that, that matchup is a wash. At the guard position, Kyrie and Steph Curry is a wash. Klay Thompson, if he gets going like we know he can get going, oh, man, we haven't even seen that part. We haven't seen Draymond Green consistently knock down shots. Offensively, he struggled, and he got in foul trouble early in this game. So <laughs> Golden State only can get better offensively. Yeah, I agree. And with Clay shooting three for 16. Come yeah, on now. They, Come they on. That's not going to continue yeah, to happen. I think that's, the, that's not going to happen. The wild part about this, and I agree with your assessment, Karan, this is a team in the postseason through the conference final shot 50% from the floor in their games. They shoot 43% in this one. Two guys in double figures, Durant Curry. That's really the offensive load that they were able to, to have in this game. That's that's not enough. Karan, I know you got to get running. I know you have an appearance over on ESPN that you're going to be making. You'll be joining us a little bit later here on the show. Make sure you tell Scott Van Pelt who you're going to be joining. <laughs> tell SVP I said what's up. Please. Okay, that's Remind Rex and him. I have the uh, the big running joke about uh, knowing more people. <laughs> Clearly Rex knows more, but you know, if I, I think... get one in there when I can, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you better take your shot. Um, you know, I think the biggest adjustment we'll see in game two yeah. is that LeBron has to be that dog offensively. He can't. There were so many times tonight that he drove and he's looking more to draw yeah. and kick. And they're planning for that. LeBron is going to have to be he's going to have to go get it. He's going to have to take 25 shots in the game. He's going to have to take 30 shots in a game. And he's going to have to be that guy who just puts because they've got to They have to manufacture so many shots. The Warriors are going to get their easy baskets after timeouts and this and that. The, War, the Cavs got to really fight for every basket they get. Uh, Kenny, you talked about some of the defensive matchups yeah. on our pregame show. And I want to get circle back to some of those things. Defensively, it looked like Cleveland was switching a lot, which led Kyrie Irving matching up against Kevin Durant. That's not what that's not the matchup that I want to see on the floor. It seemed like there was a lot of mismatches. How do you combat that? What is Tyro when Tyler goes and looks at the film and he sees his guy switching on pretty much everything, do you alter that in game number two? Yeah, you, like these guys I'm speaking of the Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. They're too good offensively 
for them just to see one body. Well, they have to see a crowd. You got to put bodies around. You got to make them uncomfortable. And if you switch and pick and roll, they're playing one-on-one -on -one basketball. I'm saying they're playing one-on-one -on -one basketball all the time. And they're three of five best offensive players that this league has seen in recent history. You know, so you can't continue to switch pick and roll. You got to switch it up. You got to get a different dose, different diet of, of defensive looks. Because if, if not, you have the same results that you had tonight. Here's, here's my problem, Hey, and I know you're a defensive guy. Yeah. When I look at it, I go, you know, we can blitz it now. We can go over. We can go under. We can switch. We can do all these things. The problem is, like you know, when we were in Denver together, we knew we could do a lot of stuff with you because you could guard out on the floor as a four and a five man in this league. You guard threes. You guard twos. Yeah. And you also were so valuable because – on the other, on the weak side, you're a shot blocker. Yeah. There's no Cleveland has no shot blockers. No, you know, really. Tristan is big around the basket, but he's not a you shot know, like blocker. I said before, he's not a defender. He's a rebounder. Right. Right. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because there yeah. were times his reputation is as a defender, not to mention a rebounder as well. Yeah. On some of those switches, Rex, you and I were sitting next to each other at one point. And I, I said to you, it's like he can't. When he gets switched on to a guard, he has zero chance. And I yeah. wouldn't say that is the case when Draymond's out there. And then you said to me, yeah. well, if he's matched up against a big, it's a better yeah. matchup right. for, for obvious reasons. But this it's goes back to what you were talking about. This is not a recipe for it's, success. It's lateral movement. If you look at Tristan, he's good at what he does, which is rebound and off, great offensive rebound, a solid defensive rebound. But when you're out in the perimeter, you have to have lateral movement. And you have to be able to move your feet, as Rex um, alluded to. It's quick twist muscles that I don't think Tristan has in order to be able to, to guard those guys on the perimeter. But do they let it even play that way at this point? You know, we, we look back. I, when, I, when I was in college, you better not switch. Yeah. You get through oh, yeah, you, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. everything. And, and, and so Bill Lambeer, they didn't switch in his day because he couldn't move his feet. Yeah, you so, but now I just don't know if you can stand guys up, if you've got, you know, are they going to call every pick? You that, can't worry about that at the end of the day. you gotta, you got to adjust. you got to play it a certain way. These guys are too good, man. Right. They're too good for you to continue to give them the steady diet of switching. Yeah. They've seen that. They've seen that game in, game out. Okay, we can't go out the pick and roll, so we're going to switch it. You got you to gotta try something. Because like, if not, this will be over fast. Kenny Martin, Rex Chapman, Mike Am with you. We are live outside of Oracle Arena, site of game one of the NBA Finals. It's the NBA on TuneIn Live. It's presented by Miller Lite. We watched Golden State absolutely throttled Throttle, Cleveland, 113-90, your, your final score here. Offensively, I know we're talking about some of the issues that Cleveland yeah. had on the defensive end. Offensively, there needs to be more, right, than just Kyrie and LeBron. That's yeah. good enough in the Eastern Conference, not enough firepower uh, against Golden State. Yeah, um, I looked up at the um, scoreboard in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, and you had Kyle Corver, no points. Darren Williams, no points. Iman Shumper, three points. J.R. Smith, three points. You can't have six points in between those guys in order and think you're going to win. Not at those positions. No. And that's, that's guys on the road. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, like JR stepped up last year in a big game yeah. on the road and made some shots here. And they got to have that from somebody. Yeah. You, can't, you, you, can't, you can't have nobody step up who, you know, role players who yeah. they're going to play better at home, right? You expect, you expect Ian Clark to come in and play well here at home. Um, but but on some the of road, those guys, though, that Kenyon's talking about, mm -hmm. I, I understand the They've road deal. Some of those guys are vets. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but that's right. not an excuse in my book. No, no, no. Like, I, you guys have been you around. you got to make shots. Like, JR, like you made the first shot of the game. I was just disappointed he hesitated did, tonight. And didn't do nothing after that. Like, you got yeah. a situation Go. where you make a three, and He's the next time you get the money ball, at that point. JaVale McGee running at you. And you don't drive yeah, him. You know, know what I'm saying? So I that's know. my thing. Like, you got to be, like, JR has the ability, like we spoke about, yeah. Rex. JR has the ability to be elite in this league offensively. And we've seen it in practice and games in Denver. But for some reason here, they got him believing in this notion that he's a defensive player. And JR's best defense it's is his offense. offense. Yep. Him putting that pressure on you offensively and bothering you and being somewhat a pest on the other end. But JR is not a lockdown defender. No. He's going to put pressure on you by making shots and being aggressive offensively, and then you have to adjust. Well, the problem was in this game, he didn't make too many shots, shots in this one. One for four in this game. Yeah, he took Just four three shots. points. Yeah, come on. JR, JR, JR takes four, four shots. shots. He's going to hurt you most of the nights. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, Kevin Love is also another guy who, who does go for, for 15 points in this one. He was 4-13. Once again, we'll circle back on their big three, trying to make some shots. You mentioned JaVale McGee's name. You turned to me at one point in that first quarter. You said, he, he, where's this guy coming from? Yeah, he I mean, just, he's just a freak he, athlete. Well, yeah, and JaVale, if, if JaVale, all he can do is, if all you're asking him to do is just go to the rim, rim run, and be big around the basket, JaVale can do that Definitely. for short periods of time. And He's the only shot blocker on either team. So he came in and his, sort of his energy, his energy just sort of changed things for him and gave him a, an air of, oh, you know what, we can beat you up a little bit and we're going to be athletic around, around the rim. Yeah, they're not asking JaVale to be Shaq yeah. or Tim Duncan. Right. So that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. that's asking him to be that. Four be, points in this one, five rebounds, and that block. But there's solid. that energy aspect. That's energy. energy him out there. And the plays that he made, it got the crowd involved. That's right. Yeah. He, he, did, the reverse he got dunk dunked and, on. Yeah, I'm saying the reverse dunk really and stuff hard. like that. But I think his two plays that he made offensively in the block and I stuff agree. like that, people forgot about him getting dunked I get, on. I agree you know with you. Because he played really well. in this game and still Really yeah. efficient. Yeah, yes. definitely. So that's my thing. Had an um, impact. He definitely have an impact um, and still be himself. You know, yep. it's just like they – in Cleveland, they they need to have something more. Um, I didn't. Channing Fry, was he? Kyle Corbin, yeah, no, Darren Williams, nothing, yeah. nothing. Like, all of these guys who who Cleveland depends on and and needs to be there for them. They didn't show up today. And I don't know, Rex, if you felt like it was Ty Lue in that in the second half looking for something. But there's extended minutes for a lineup. And I turn to you and say, yeah. boy, this lineup four or five years ago would have been a stud lineup. LeBron is out there with Kyle Korver, Darren Williams, Amon Shumpert, and I forget who it, it was. Uh, it was another uh, older guy. Yeah. But uh, Richard Jefferson. And we well, went, got a ton of, we ton went of look at this lineup. lineup that's out there. You know, that, that you're right. It would have been a it would have been an all star type lineup five years ago. This is game but one of the yeah. NBA finals. And then, you know, Richard came in and did what Richard does. Yeah. You know, he was effective. But, you know, you've got to get something from those other guys. Hey, look. Iman, Iman came in, yeah. and he was himself tonight. You know, he made a jumper, he missed a jumper. They're going to have to have more from their shooters than what they got tonight. Yeah. Rex Chapman, Kenny Martin, and Mike Yam with you. It's the NBA on TuneIn Live. It's presented by Miller Lite. We are live outside of Oracle Arena, so if you hear some fans, because everyone all of a sudden wants to take selfies with Kenny Martin uh, in the background, in the in the backdrop. So, um, and really, what it comes down to is when they. <laughs> we will be talking to Will Purdue here in just in just a couple minutes. Here, we'll get his take. Obviously, he's won a couple rings, but uh, there are some fans out here that uh, certainly want to have a good time with us and, and are uh, big fans of what Martin Kenyon that is and Rex Chapman were able to do. I want to get your guys' take because a guy like Clay Thompson, and he wants not in. many there are not many issues that you can take away from from the Golden State performance. But Clay that are negative here. Clay Thompson, this has been a running theme now. What are you seeing on the floor that would explain some of the struggles that he's had? I said to you tonight, I, I Clay's having a, a second year of a six-year deal type of season, right? That's the perfect right. way to put it. I mean, that, that's the perfect way to put it. Right. I mean, you know, he's this much off. Yeah. And it's it's not – he's there every day, but, you know, is he not putting in the extra whatever? Yeah. Is he not – he's just yeah. – he's a little bit off, but don't sleep. Yeah. He can turn around and go eight for ten in, yeah, the, come in out a game. Yeah, my thing is – He's a threat, jump, and you got to guard him. And he's a jump shooter. Yes. Yeah. You know – Yes. We all know historically through the league, guys, that's your main thing. It comes and goes at times. Yeah. You know, it comes and goes. Yeah. And he's just going through one of those stretches right now where he's been out of rhythm. He's not getting the looks that he's used to getting. So now he's pressing at right. times. He, oh, I got to make this one. I got to make the next one. I got to make the next one. And now, but like, like Rex said, I, I, I'm not worried about Clay. I think he can shoot his way out of it. You need to just get him a couple easy ones, see the ball go through the basket instead of settling for threes. One, two, dribble, pull up, rhythm shot, stuff like that to get him in a the rhythm. Then I think he'll be okay. Yeah, well, one of our colleagues who knows what it's like to win an NBA championship. In fact, I'm surprised he probably only has to use one of his hands, uh, only has use of them because of all the rings that are he's got to wear. He's weighing them down. And that is Will Purdue, uh, one of our colleagues here at TuneIn. He joins us on the phone line right now. Will, it is great to talk with you. I know you watch this game from start to finish. We're getting our guys' reaction on what they saw. A lot of positives here from the Golden State perspective. Take me through what you saw from 
Cleveland side of things, though. Why were there so many issues both on defense and on offense in this one? Well, they just looked disorganized uh, defensively as far as where the help was coming from. There was no second line of defense. I mean, the points in the paint was outrageous at halftime. I mean, they had 60 points, 42 of them came in the paint. There was no help. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, as, as Rex and Ken, you know, you turn around and you kind of point your palms to the sky and you're like, hey, where's the rotation? Where, were the, where was the help coming from? But also at the same time, I felt like the initial line of defense guys were just blowing by the initial defender and especially Kevin Durant. I mean, he was putting his head down, attacking the basket. He wasn't settling for jump shots. And then when help did come, he would drop a three or the mid-range mid-range jumper. I mean, he played like he had something to prove. And that was the one guy I was interested to see how he played because I felt all the pressure was on him because of the fact he changed teams. He was the guy that was going to have the big big impact for Golden State. He was going to be the guy that's going to make the difference. And he did just that. I mean, you can't say enough about a guy when all the pressure's on that guy. And he delivers when the pressure is on, especially the way he did tonight. And the fact that it, he, didn't, he didn't shy down from having to guard LeBron. I mean, he made LeBron had good numbers, but he made LeBron work for those numbers. Will, SEC buddy. What's going yes, on, sir. man? How are you? Ah, doing well. Was, it's been been too know, I'm, long. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna lie though. I about the, the middle of the third quarter, I was sitting there going, "Oh crap!" <laughs> yeah. Here goes here goes Golden State. I started working on my golf swing. Right. No. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, I, I sitting at home and, and and looking at that game, taking away from what you take away from it. What what did, does Cleveland have to do in game two? What what do you think right off the top of your head? What are your top two, you know, keys that they need adjustments that they need to make? Well, they got to do something defensively because one of the things you ask yourself is if this is a game like this was in the first half and you try to play like that for 48 minutes, I don't think Cleveland can score enough points. Right. First and foremost. So they got to figure out what they're doing on defense. Like I said, I just I, I thought their defense was atrocious as far as the ability to drive right down Main Street. It was and finish at the basket. And I, I'm sure you guys thought the same thing. The yeah, fact that Cleveland right is only now. down eight is stunning because of the fact that number of shots that I thought that Golden State missed at the rim, a couple of the bunnies. And I yeah. thought that the, the deficit should have been larger. It wasn't. And secondly, you can't give up offensive rebounds to an offensive team that is as explosive as Golden State is. If you force them to take a contested shot or if they miss a shot, you got to get that rebound. You gave up 11 offensive rebounds in the first half, and that's supposed to be your strength. That's why Tristan Thompson's there. That's what he is supposed to do. And you got to tip your cap to Trist, uh, Zaza Pachulia because he got in Tristan Thompson's head, put a body on him, and pretty much took him out of the game. Yeah, they came to play. Um, it, was from, it was from the tip. It just didn't seem like... Um, Cleveland was as engaged as as Golden State um, at times. Um, you know what I'm saying, but you took the words right out of my mouth. It just it seemed watching it live. I, I, um, I could imagine how it looked on TV, you know. So seeing, um, you know, you get a different perspective watching it on TV. You, um, and, um, I'm so you're able to um, see the replays and and, um, and different commentary. But just watching it live, it looked bad. You know, it looked bad defensively. It looked like those guys weren't engaged. They weren't talking. Weren't, you know what I'm saying um, offensive rebounds. So you name it, it just looked like Golden State was that much more locked in. You know, uh, you're definitely right. I mean, I, I wrote down on my thing. I mean, Cleveland's offense was basically ISOs trying to attack to get the defense to commit and then trying to find the perimeter shooters, and that really wasn't working. I mean, they basically lived on the perimeter, and then Golden State had great ball movement. They were able to attack the rim. I mean, uh, the number of assists, uh, you know, they doubled up on the number of assists in the first half. And then with the, the defense, you know, it just, it, it's unbelievable that, uh, you know, that it was only eight points. That was the surprising thing. Will Perdue is joining us. It's the NBA on TuneIn Live. It's presented by Miller Lite. Rex Chapman, Kenny Martin, and Mike Yam with you. We will be speaking with Michael Rappaport, who you can catch uh, Wednesdays throughout the course of the basketball season. Actually, uh, he's Kenyon's sidekick. Can I say that? Is that a yeah, sidekick? That's my guy. That's yeah. my guy. Hey, You'll say my your guy. I'll say sidekick. sidekick. Hey, I wouldn't say that with Rappaport on the line, but he will be joining us in just a few. But, Will, you know what the crazy thing about this is? Golden State dominates this game 
they don't even play, at least in my mind, close to their best basketball game. That's got to scare Ty Lue, LeBron James, and the rest of that, that crew. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, Clay Thompson, we're still trying to figure out what's wrong with him. He seems to be in a little funk, as you guys yeah. were talking about. You know, he's a little off, but we know that a little can change quickly in a quarter. Uh, you know, Draymond Green didn't score in the first half. And that's why you just sit there and you scratch your head and you're like, man, this this team can play better. And that's the thing. Everybody wants to go, well, what changes does Cleveland have to make? Well, it's not just about Cleveland. It's also about Golden State. I mean, I heard Kenyon say it. I heard Rex say it. I mean, I think we all think, Mike, you said it. Golden State can can play better. That's the scary thing. I mean, it was almost like an eight-cylinder engine. They were only firing on six cylinders tonight, yeah. and they still won comfortably, and that's the scary part. Will, I want you to stay on the line with us because we are joined right now by Kenyon's guy. It's a little edition of Five Man Weave uh, with Michael Rappaport, who joins us right now. Rap, it's great to have you on with us. We are live outside of Oracle Arena. I know you watched this game. Your initial thoughts on, on Cleveland essentially getting smacked here. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> you guys, you guys are basketball uh, brainiacs, full played. You're all professional in one capacity or another. Uh, I, I, except for I need to, I, re, I need to run your paperwork, Mike Gam. But let me just, <laughs> just break it down. Okay, it was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. I am openly biased, and I want Golden State to win. It was like Super Bowl Sunday. It took nine days to to, to, to get it on. It happened, and I loved every minute of it. And I want to say one thing that stuck out to me, because I know you guys have gone over so much stuff, <clears throat> but I, I, too, am a great basketball mind. One thing that I think is very indicative <laughs> of the Golden State Warrior spirit, the overall spirit of the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson, who obviously has been struggling a little bit shooting, which I'm not worried about. So I don't think he's getting a lot of touches. I really don't think he cares. And, and one of the things that was really – uh, 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 that no one pointed out, but I did because, yes, I am a great basketball mind. First play of the second half, Clay had an open three-pointer, and instead of shooting it, which he could have, he threw the cross-court pass to Kevin Durant, and he made the three-point shot. A lot of selfish players that were like, I need to get off, I need to score, I need to get out of my slump, would have taken that shot. And I really think it's, it, it, you know, it, 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 it's indicative of the Golden State Warriors' selfishness that they've never needed to learn. I think it's just about who they are as individuals. And, um, you know, I, I think that Golden State didn't even play that good. A lot of shots were missed. I obviously don't think um, Cleveland played that well either, but I think a lot of that had to do with uh, the defense of um, Golden State. But, you know, because I, I, you know, I really do want Golden State to win. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight up about that. Um, I had the same feeling that I had last year after this, the first game. I was like, this is going to be easy. Easy peasy, and we all know how, how uh, that turned around. So, so that being said, I think this is just the beginning of the series. Um, you know, they got blown out, but just the same way, um, you know, San Antonio got blown out versus Houston, and, and and Cleveland got blown out against Boston. It's one game; it means absolutely nothing whether you lose by one point or, or twenty whatever points. Um, and, and I can't wait for Sunday. You know, I I love it. Our listeners, everyone gets to understand and know that Michael Rappaport is a basketball guy. A I'm, I'm going to stroke it. Uh, yes, he's mind. talking. You know, we're, he's spot on. He went to five star. Yes. I, I knew Mike. We knew one another from 30 years ago. But listen, mm -hmm. he's coming on here. He's had a great career in film and TV and and comedy and and he does his thing all over the place. But you don't just get somebody to come on. You know, Jack Nicholson can come on here and and do this, right? He knows the game. Mike Rappaport knows the game. Talking about, oh, he made the easy play. Shut up, Mike Rappaport. We know. <laughs> no, but, but, you but, know but we you know, know you saying. know. Don't, don't you think that? I mean, right. a little thing, but I think it's the spirit of, of, of Golden State, that unselfishness. Also, I think that in, in, in the third quarter, J.R. Smith was the most valuable uh, Golden State warrior on the court. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and I think that, you know, but, but again, but again, listen, it's one game, and, and you know, the, the, the thing that I don't like is that we have to wait until Sunday. We have to hear three days of, of complaining, crying, and, and all the, you know, the theories and this, that, and the other, and is Cleveland Oval, and, and is, is LeBron tired and all that stuff. So it's, it's, as much as I, you know, like to get down on, on Cleveland, uh, LeBron James and, and that team will bounce back. 
Um, and this series is just beginning. Even even if it, even if it, if it, even if it is a short series of five or six games, it's still going to be every game is going to be like you, you, you can't. They're like it's like the Joe Frazier versus Ali Cleveland. You never know when that 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 flailing strong left hook is coming from uh, Cleveland and uh, LeBron James. Yeah, I just um, if you want to find a silver lining in all of this, um, something to the game wasn't close. <laughs> so that's so that's a good thing Cleveland has to worry about. It's, it wasn't like it was. Uh, it came down to a couple possessions and we missed a couple shots or we missed a defensive assignment. You missed a whole lot of defensive assignments. You know, so my thing is you go back to the drawing board, and for them it's like game one all over again. You know, you got to play better. You know, you um, you look at what you did wrong, but that, that, that film, it, it, it can go either way. Yeah. You know, it can teach them guys some or it can let them know, like, where we are defensively, where we have been all year. You know, and I think just watching it and, and seeing the body language at times, um, it can be a little concerning. But, but. you know what, Kay, and you're, you are, you're right. This, we talked about all the hype going into game one and everything. All you guys, I think you would agree, this is exactly how you don't want to lose game one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Is, yeah, you want to come out. The worst of the worst happened yeah, tonight yeah, for them. You want to play better, and there was no, no forms of that. Um, I'm not a big stat guy, but um, Cleveland, um, 15 assists, 20 turnovers. Uh, that's not good. Um, Golden State, 31 assists, four turnovers. <laughs> like that tells the story right there. What I tell you before the game. Yeah, right. you, you said it. You 30 said you assists. Get to 30 assists. 30 assists. Yeah. You got a great chance of winning. Absolutely. They had 31 and, and only four turnovers. Yeah. And they've been a high turnover team. You know, they've been, a high, they've been a high turnover team regular season and throughout these playoffs. You know, that, that number there says who won the game. You know, I, I, I don't need to see anything else. That number right there tells me who won the game. That is the tale of the tape. Kenyon Martin, Rex Chapman, Mike Yam with you. I know we got Will Perdue on the line as well. We're also talking to Michael Rappaport, who's the host of Two Man Weave with Kenyon Martin. We're doing a little five-man weave right now. Of course, you can catch Two Man Weave throughout the course of the NBA season on Wednesdays uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. We are live outside of Oracle Arena. There's Rapp, a, I, know, I think there's yeah. a skunk out here. Yes. Uh, no, no. I, well, no. This, this is California. Okay. Uh, you don't have to go there. <laughs> Rap, before we let you get going, you said you you, you came on and you made it a point to say that you are biased. You have Golden State. You like Golden State. What's the LeBron factor, the, the scale of the, the fear factor of LeBron James and the rest of the series, despite the fact that they lost game one? It's, it's like I said, it's knockout punch abilities um, and, and, you know, combination punch, punches and everything there. I mean, listen, like I said, it's one game. Um, he ain't going nowhere. Uh, Cleveland will make adjustments. You guys know better than anybody. I mean, I love, love, love talking to you guys. And, and, and you talk about the, the, the innuendos and the details. Um, you know, the fans and the crazy people like myself can can, can get uh, excited and, you know, get hyped. And it's going to be a sweep. And, you know, Steph this. And Clay's going to get going and all that stuff. But this, it's one game. And, uh, and it's going gonna, it's gonna continue to be continue to be fun, continue to be tight. And, um you know, to, you know, like I said, I, I don't think uh, anybody. I don't think anybody on Cleveland, anybody on Gold State, is, is thinks it's close to being over. Hey, wait, wait, let me ask you guys a, cl- a question collectively. You know, Kenya said you're not a stat guy. You know, you guys could, you know, pass this around this this five man weave here. We could move the ball now. What do you personally, you know, each one of you guys, are you into stats? Do you believe in stats, or is it just rhetoric, you guys? The, the, you know, the ball players and you, Mike Cam. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, the backhanded slap, I'll take it. I guess I'll start off then. Uh, to me, I actually I think the stats support certain trends that you could potentially see. Mike said, has to be. You have to be a stat yeah, guy. I think, you you could. Well, you uh, can't. Is there is there a bad joke that maybe it's a little inappropriate? Well, you just have my no. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> no, I, I actually am a. I I do believe in the stats. I do think that some of them are meaningful. And and case in point, yeah. Kenny Martin just threw out a stat that I think tells the tale of the game: the 31 assists and four turnovers for Golden State compared to the 15 and 20 turnovers for Cleveland. So I think the stats do support some arguments, but I do think there is something to be said for uh, feel of the game, the eye test. I actually do think those matter. I I want Will to expound on this because I I know Will is a stat guy. And look, yeah, yeah, stats many times determine energy and effort and whatnot. Go ahead, Will, please. 
Well, I mean, I, I like stats, but I, I mean, like Mike said, I think it provides some trends. But, you know, you want to talk about stats, and I'll go with the, the, the brilliant mind of Michael Rappaport. Let's go there back to go. the first two games last year. Game one, 104-89, plus 15 for Golden State. Game two, 110-77, Golden State, plus 33. So, you know, as Rappaport says, I mean, there's still a lot of basketball to play, but you start to wonder, okay, last year you had Harrison Barnes. That's great. But Kevin Durant's a totally different animal. And he proved tonight he's not afraid of LeBron James, going at LeBron James, finishing over LeBron James. They just have so many weapons. And as, and as, as uh, you know, Kenyon will, will tell you, Rex, you'll do the same. They're not sitting there watching film saying, we got to stop all their options. Right. But you ask yourself, you're like, okay, what are we going to give up to try to win these games? And when you start scratching your head, you're like, oh, we're going to allow an all-star to get open shots? Okay, we can't do yeah. that. Uh, we're going to go with one of the best players in Kevin Durant. Well, we can't go there. Uh, Steph, no, we can't go there. Uh, Draymond, eh, maybe, but I would prefer not to go there. Right. And then, like you guys talked about before I came on, you talk about everybody that stepped on the floor has a positive impact. Whatever JaVel McGee did, if he, guys, if he has to wear that Shaq hat to every game, yeah. prior yeah. to every game, then he's got to do whatever he had. I mean, I know people look at his numbers and goes, well, first half, five rebounds, four points. But he altered shots. Yeah, he got dunked yes. on, but so what? Yes. But because exactly. he was in there, he changed the tempo of the game. And as Kenyon said, he got the fans back into the game. There was a kind of a lull there until he got in. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. He played his role to a T. I totally agree. And, 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 I, and you know, I said it the other day, Kenyon, and you, you, you were laughing at me. But I would, I, I would like to throw this, throw this at you guys. You know, you, you know, I, you know, it's a little bit, a little bit off the subject. Is Javel McGee the most improved player of the year? Hey, what did I you tell know, that's you? A, Mike? That's an award that's nothing to be ashamed of. Is he the most improved player this year? Michael, what I tell you now? Let's not get besides ourselves, that's right. now, Mike. I'm <laughs> with Kenyon. Mike, no, let's be, not hey, because listen, look, he's effective, it, but let's a, not get besides ourselves. It's here. a testament to how good his teammates are, yeah, and yeah. how good this team and culture is here. I'm because he he's relevant right now as a, as an NBA guy. He's found a spot. Let me ask you guys this though: as we watch, we're, uh, Will, Mike, as uh, as Mike Yam and, and Kenyon and Karan and I sat watching this game live. Um, we were just – there was a point where we all look, kind of looked at one another somewhere in the third quarter after – it was layup after layup after layup, and we just went, oh, this is appalling. This is the finals. You've got to knock some people down. I mean, look, I know they can't play like we did in, a, in eras past, but come on, please. This was, a, this was one of the softest played – final games I think I've ever seen. What did it look like on TV? Well, I thought that the on same TV thing. I mean, me. I, Go ahead, Will. But, Sorry. Well, I thought the same thing. I mean, my big thing was is uh, you're basically getting your butts handed to you. Right. Richard Jefferson or uh, somehow he, he, not, he gets knocked down by Kevin Durant. Right. And Kevin Durant's kind of sitting over top of him laughing and Richard Jefferson gets up and slaps him on the butt like, hey, nice job, yeah. man. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's just... I know, I know. I mean, some of the it's things weird. that happened in this game, there was no, uh, you know, like, it was like there was no recourse. They were like, all right, you guys are kicking right. our butt. You're dunking on us. Um, but we're going to let that continue, and then uh, we'll see what we can change. I mean, the bottom line is it's just a different league and a different game than when we played and a different mentality. But at the same time, where was the, where was the, the toughness? Where was the yeah. resistance? Where was, all right, hold on a second. You, you, you kept expecting to see a change in, in the body language. You kept expecting to see a change in the defensive rotations after every one of these timeouts that Ty Lue was, was calling. But I didn't really see any change from start to finish. Yeah, no, you just saw what we've watched all year long. Um, regular season, all-star game, first few rounds of the playoffs. This is what you're seeing. This is the basketball that we have to watch. and that we. What do we call it, Kenyon? Hey, the skinny genification. <laughs> skinny genification of the NBA. That's the exactly what it is. Professional sport. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. And there's like, like I don't want to always seem like oh, back in my day, and like I'm like I'm that old and, and this, that, and the third. But I've been out of the league two years now, and 
I saw the the rate that it was going my last few years. You know, um, it's different. You know, I was, you know, I'm not the one to concede layups and certain things. Sure. Um, <laughs> my last couple years in New York, everything that I did that was a hard foul, they went to the video with. Everything. Yeah, that's right. Everything yeah. was questionable, flagrant too. Like, just because the guy fall a certain way don't mean, you know what I'm saying? So that let me know then the, 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 the way the league was going. Yeah, you're not surprised by what you're saying. I'm not surprised at all. Everybody yeah, else Kenny, might. Hold on a second. But, let me ask you this question. Yeah. The way the game started and the physicality of the game, wouldn't you as a basketball player be like, whoa, hey, they're letting us play. Let's pick up the intensity here, guys, because there was a lot of contact, at least on TV, the way it came across. I was listening on uh, radio. Hubie Brown was talking about it. Uh, Mark Jackson was talking about it. They were talking about the number of calls that were missed and the fact that they, the, the officials were letting these guys play, but Cleveland wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah, that's just the mentality, Will. That's just the, the, the league that we are in. You know, your era, Rex, my era, like every some guys will look at the situation like, like you just said, oh, they're letting us play. But those, those guys lack that capacity, I think to realize the way the game is being called and to adjust their play to that because they've used to playing a certain way, night in, night out. That's freelance. Don't nobody touch one another. Everybody's buddy-buddy. Everybody's friends. <laughs> and now when it's now time... Now you do sound old. Like, now when it's time to turn it up and, and be that guy, I don't think it's in them. Kenny Martin. Rex Chapman, Will Purdue is on the line, Michael Rappaport, Mike Ham with you. Three of us are at live outside of Oracle Arena, site of game one of the NBA Finals. NBA on TuneIn Live. It's presented by Miller Lite. We're also doing sort of a five-man weave, which is a playoff of two-man weave, the show that Kenny Martin and Michael Rappaport uh, do together on Wednesdays here on TuneIn. You guys are talking about the the lack of the physical play. I'm curious because, Will, you and I have worked together numerous times. Rex, you and I have worked a bunch. Both of you say the same exact thing about Kyrie Irving. You say he is the best individual offensive player that there is in the league. One of you guys, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, I think you might have even said maybe ever, ever, right? Rex, is that you? Okay. Could Kyrie do what he was doing or what he's doing now back when the game was a little bit more physical? Does it look hmm. better because guys just don't necessarily touch him. Yes, you can't touch guys. Look, look, he'd have been great in any – I'm not saying that. But, look, Isaiah Thomas at that time, you guys remember, uh, Will, you know well, Mike, um, he was as slippery as you got for the 1980, for 1985, right? He had that those kind of handles, you know, we think. Sure. Um, and, and if you go back and look at Isaiah, his handles sort of still hold up today. You know, he was that good. But you could – you could be more physical. If you got half a step on a guy, the guy could just throw you back over in front of him with both hands at times We, when Will and I were playing. I mean, so the game has really changed. It's tougher for smaller guys when you can be more physical with them, and it's easier for the smaller guys when you can't touch them. That's just basic. Yeah, yeah that's, that, there's no other way no, to There's put no it. doubt about it. I exactly mean, Rex, you know, being yeah. a guard, yeah. I mean, after games, and uh, MJ was like this all the time, man. He looked like somebody took a somebody rake and ran him it down up. his forearms. Yeah, I was game built after for game this after league. Game. <laughs> I was built for this league, Will, not the one that we had to come up in. <laughs> well, I, I think, Will, to your point, and Rex, what you were saying, that to me speaks volumes about a guy, and I know you brought up Isaiah Thomas, and that's maybe a little bit before my time, but a guy that you guys both know really well is Allen Iverson. Like, in my mind, Kyrie maybe better handle for sure, but I don't know if there was a guy that I ever saw that was able to break down a defender, create contact, get contact, and still be able to finish at the rim. It seemed like he was doing that constantly at his size. It was so impressive. Will, you talked about MJ getting beat up. I just don't know if the guys now would be able to, to work their way through they would. a physical gauntlet like that. They'd, they'd figure it out. They'd figure it out. Yeah, but, but it's all mental, man. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your mental fortitude. It's what you, what you, um, what your mind will allow you to overcome and, and go out and do. But we spent, what, three hours on our pregame show before this game talking about the competitiveness that people have or maybe lack thereof mm-hmm. yeah. and how the mentality has changed. Well, you were talking about guys, you know, patting each other on the butt in tonight's game after they get dunked on or whatever the case may be. I don't know if the guys now, now I sound like the old guy, no, Kenny, but I don't know if the guys now necessarily have that mental makeup. They don't. 
I, I don't but, know no other way to put it. You have a you have a handful of guys that do, but overall, out of the 400 and whatever some guys there are in the league, far and in between. Rappaport, it sounds like I'm buying into your uh, skinny genification. Skinny genification yeah. yeah. of the league. It, 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 it's, it's running rampant, and, and, and not a <laughs> basketball show, but, uh, you know, just, just to clarify, uh, it, it, it's, 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 uh, in the, it's in the NFL, too. I'll give you right. a quick no, example. You're exactly just, right. Just so you're able to wrap your head around it. When the great, truly great Antonio Brown decided to <laughs> Facebook Live from the locker room. Jack Lambert, what do you think Jack Lambert would have done with his cell phone uh, if he saw somebody videotaping Chuck Noll giving a post-game speech? It's, it's just great. all that stuff. It's all, all, it's all that. And, and Antonio Brown is as good as it gets, but it's just all that, that, that extra cute stuff. Um, here's a question. Last year, Steph was the victim of, you know, <clears throat> being accused of being overrated. And, and, you know, he took the onslaught after, after winning unanimous MVP. And, you know, he wouldn't be able to do this in that era. And Scottie Pippen, uh, you know, first of all, Scottie Pippen is, 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 is up there with, with, for the 2017 Hater of the Year. At the NBA Awards where they're giving out um, most fashionable, uh, best defensive player, and all that stuff, they should give the, the, the Hall of Fame Hater of the Year. Because Scottie Pippen is acting like he was that dude. Yeah, you played with that dude, oh, but we oh, don't know. Are you getting on Will's guys. boy? Wait, Will, Will, be, let me I'm ask listening. you a question. I'm going <laughs> to let him finish and then respond. I like Will, it, Will. Be Assess. Will, be totally honest here. It would be like, would, would Scotty Pippen be, be, you know, even be on, you know, considered an analyst, a Hall of Fame guy? Would we be even asking him his, his opinion if he didn't play with Michael Jordan? Keep it real, Will. <laughs> Now, I, now, this is what I'm going to tell you, Rapport, so make sure you're listening. I'm listening good. He was that good. Ah, that's Will. He was that's Kevin Durant Will. before Kevin Durant. Okay. Now, he's not, he's not seven feet, but I'm also going to tell you this. You're, you're, you're right about the hater thing because he talked last year about the Golden State Warriors. Oh, we'd sweep them. I'm like, all right. They obviously hit Scott even maybe he had been had a beverage or two. He was and talking about a sweep. He was Kawhi before Kawhi, right? I but mean, I mean that's how that's how good that guy was. Now playing with MJ brought that out in him. If it because you start to think about this, if Kawhi doesn't play with Tim Duncan, how long or how many years does it take to get to where he is now? If Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. doesn't play with Michael Jordan, how many years does it take him to get to where he was? There's a reason why Scottie was named top 50 all time he was that good like Kenyon okay. said though when Michael left what Scotty didn't have at the time was that mental toughness to adapt to go from hey I'm, I'm one of the best but yet what Scotty didn't realize was is it was still Michael's team so when everything went wrong it was something went wrong Michael had to ask answer questions when something went right Michael had to answer questions we all saw how Scotty struggled when things went wrong and everybody ran to him and went, hey, Scotty, what's the problem? He didn't yeah, he handle that very bench. well. He that, sat on the that, bench. That, yeah, and that's that, why that Will went him. to. So that's one of those things that's where, you, you know, sometimes that, that kind of shielded that. But, hey, here's something for you for the, to, to go back to Kenyon and uh, Rappaport's about the skinnyification. If you go and you look on Twitter, Sam, Sam Amick tweets out, says, Kevin Durant, while waiting to take the postgame podium, chats with LeBron James Associates, Maverick Carter, and Rich Paul. And they're, oh, by the way, they're all wearing skinny jeans. Oh, wait a second. Time out. Time out. Time out. Oh, they were, wait. First of all, let me, just, let me just be clear again. I have to, because this is an all new syndrome. Doctors from all over the world are trying to figure it out. But I will just say <laughs> one thing, and I, and I am not a doctor, but I can diagnose it. It's you stay not in the Holiday Inn Express? About what you're <laughs> Will, be honest to the listeners. You, at seven feet and as and as pale as I as pale as I am, you make Rick you make Rex Chapman look like 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 he he he, he like a sun god. Okay, <laughs> at seven feet right now, post game, are you or are you not wearing skinny jeans? Uh, 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 please tell me. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm wearing shorts. You would never catch me in skinny jeans. Period. Will you would look incredible in skinny jeans. 
Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, hey, Will got some twenty twos on the end of them skinny jeans, man. That's right. I don't think that's not a great look. I don't think that'll look too good, man. Will got some twenty twos on the bottom of them. No, it looks like Ronald McDonald. But let me just clarify, Will. It's not necessarily about the dressing, but if in, it's not about what you wear because, listen, Russell Westbrook, every day is Halloween for Russell Westbrook, and he needs no excuses about what he's wearing or how hard he plays. It, that's, just, that's just what it's being diagnosed But are you telling me that Kevin Durant was sitting there chatting it up with LeBron James' homeboys after the game? Yeah, while he was waiting to go on the podium post-game. See, wow. see, see. See, I know where Kenyon said is that. Yeah. I don't care if we won the game, lost the game. We hung out yeah. in the summer. We, right. we, we toured Spain. We hung out during the Olympics. I'll talk to you in two weeks, my man. I don't know you. I don't know your friends. I don't yeah. know your cousins. I'm not. I'm looking. I don't know anything about you. That's me. That's me personally. And I'm sure all you guys felt the same. We like. I'll give you a little pound and keep the moving. But we're not hobnobbing. We're not chit chatting. We're not reminiscing. And we're certainly not text messaging. During this time. That's exactly right. I mean, all of us are kind of sitting here saying it. But, look, this was game one. I'm not going to – the the Cavs were so far down last year after yeah. three, four games and, you know, <laughs> 47 minutes. No, that we were all throwing dirt on them, right? No, it was over. You weren't even throwing we, it dirt was on them over. in the third quarter. They're down 18. You said, hey, it doesn't – well, like they came 16, back. 14, they, they brought they it back to 12. 12. Yeah, they brought yeah. it back to 12, and we went. Look at this. There's three minutes shot. to go, and a but, in a minute but, and a half, they, it was but, a 20-point game. But Rex, how did they come back? They hit. They came back by hitting threes. They yeah. Weren't, they weren't attacking the basket. They weren't looking to get to the free throw line. They were just yep. settling for perimeter jump shots, and luckily they hit some of them. I mean, they they got to start attacking the basket. I mean, that's you saw yeah. a couple moments where LeBron was like, okay, I'm getting to the rim. I'm not going to be denied. He's got to be that guy, Will. He's, doesn't he? Like last year, he's just got to go into sort of offensive beast mode, which is not – that's not how he prefers to play. But exactly. for them to do it, because he's the one guy, he's the ch- game changer. If he goes into that, you know, sort of uh, Robotron mode yeah. – then that then it's different and you know he's he's well, capable of doing you're, it you're talking about rex i mean listen game five last year yes. 41 points right 16 rebounds seven assists game wow. six 41 points eight rebounds 11 assists yeah you're exactly right because then when he does that right mike Brown Kyrie can be the second out. guy Steve Kirk calls timeout they got to readjust their That's defense right. and then all of a sudden Kyrie becomes more effective hey because Listen, Kevin Love did what he was supposed to do tonight. Unfortunately, now, Kevin, that's, that was a wasted effort on our part. You did your job. We, unfortunately, did not keep up our end of the bargain. And like Kenyon said, go down the list of the other guys that have to step up. Golden State's other guys stepped up. Cleveland's guys did not, and that hurt them. Because, look, I think at the end of the day, the Golden State only have two guys in double figures. Only two? Two guys. Two Is guys, that right? And it was just, yeah, I said that off the top of the show. Wow. Kevin Durant had 38. Curry had 28. The next closest guy was Draymond, who had nine. And by the way, he was three for 12 in the game. Hey, did you guys, uh, how, on TV, did it look, you know, we talked to Stefan yesterday just a little bit for about a minute. Um, and he, to me, and I've known him since he's a baby, to me, he was so businesslike yesterday and so uh, I asked him about you know, how to this. Talk to you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, really, he really for him, he was you he know was very yeah. I said you know are are you how, how about how the season last, ended last year? And he went right into it, and you could tell it just still it cuts him. And right now I look at him and he, physically he's great, and mm-hmm. mentally he seems great. He just seemed locked in. Is that the way it seemed uh, on television? Well, he's healthy, period. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, he, he doesn't say it. You know, I don't think he'll say it. If we ask him about last year's he final. Was hurt, for sure. He was hurt, right? Yes. Banged up? Yeah. Yes. He wasn't 100%. Knee was me- messed up. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, obviously they still lost. And, you know, there's coulda, shoulda, wouldas in the year right. before the other teams. But he, he just has never said it, and I just think he'll – I don't think he'll ever say that. No, he won't. I think, the guys, the one thing that scares me about how the rest of the series could play out, right before the playoffs we did a roundtable, there was a group of us together down in our Venice headquarters in Los Angeles, and, and 
Rex, you and I were the only ones who didn't say Cleveland would come out of the Eastern Conference. Everyone else right. was a clean sweep. Antoine Walker, Karan Butler. Um, Ken, I don't know if you popped on the phone maybe in that. Did you have Cleveland? I guess that maybe. Well, coming out of the East? Coming out of the East. Yeah, it wasn't. All right, so you, no doubt for you, it was it was Cleveland. I liked Washington. You liked Boston. We all kind of took shots at trying to uh, beat Cleveland, and, and really, so that should it, tell us something. Exactly. Uh-huh. It all came down to one thing. At least for me, it was, hey, defensively, I'm not sure about right. Cleveland. The one overriding factor from everyone else on our staff that was picking Cleveland, it came down to one thing, and it was LeBron James. And to me, he, he played at times pretty well in this ball game. He still scares me because I still know he's the best player in the world. For as good as Durant is, he is on a different level by himself where he can carry a team. Now, I don't know if he can carry it against all these guys because I still circle back to the fact that Golden State didn't even play their best game. LeBron, when he goes back, and, and Will, you, you played with MJ. There's been comparisons for weeks now. When LeBron now has a few days off to reassess what happened in game one and get his mind right for game two, what's the thought process to in this next matchup and trying to carry his team? Well, I mean, it's the, the main thing is is that it's to me, it's almost better that it wasn't a close game because now emotionally you've already checked out. And I think you can recover a lot quicker emotionally because it's just you, you, nothing really went right. And as Rex said, you had that little run in the third where you cut it to 12, but that was off three. So you're going to go back and you're looking at the film, and the first thing they're going to see is how bad the defense was. And they're just going to be like, holy cow, man, we can't allow this to happen. So, you know, they're going to justify it by saying, listen, if we can adjust our defense and make some stops, force them to take contested shots, then not give up offensive rebounds, we're going to give ourselves a fighting chance. And then if LeBron just goes into that beast mode, like we were talking about games five and six last year, then, you know, they have a chance. Listen, as Kenya knows, you, you can find a way to hang around. LeBron can carry you in the fourth quarter. Durant can carry you in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry can carry you in the fourth quarter. But the other guys got to be able to do their job. And to me, I think it just it starts off on the defensive end. Remember, we talked about Cleveland loses game two last year by 33 points. But then they turn around and they come back and they win game three. So it, it's obvious it can be done. But I think it's got to start on the defensive end. They got to buy in because supposedly Ty Lue comes up and says, hey, it's my fault that we look so bad at the end of the regular season because we were working on defensive adjustments that we were planning on using in the playoffs. <laughs> and when you make that statement, right. that statement to me means we weren't doing that for Boston. We weren't doing that for Washington or Toronto. We were starting to work on our defensive adjustments for Golden State. Well, whatever you were working on, obviously it didn't work. So throw that away and start from scratch, and you got two days to figure it out. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm with you. Like, I, I didn't like the statement when he made it. I didn't understand the statement when he made it. Um, it was just one of those things. It was like, so what are you waiting on, defensively? Like, that's not a switch that you can turn on. That's learned behavior. That's habits. Mm-hmm. And for you to make that statement before the playoffs, that was alarming to me. You know, Michael Rappaport. I don't know if you heard these quotes, and I know well the secondary ones. I know Ty Lue in the conference finals had said it was harder to game plan for Boston's offense without Isaiah Thomas than it would be for the Warriors, which Mike Brown's response was, oh, that's cute. Now Ty Lue tonight is actually saying the Warriors are the best team he's ever seen. So a, a tale of two different stories after just one game. Yo, is, you, you, I'm going to throw this back to, to, to all you guys. Is Ty Lue a good coach? Is he, is he, is he, should he be coaching professional basketball? Or who runs that team? <laughs> Uh, it's it, uh, yes, he is. He, uh, you got to be. Come on, they won a title. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I got a question for you, Mike. Big Daddy uh, Kane, Big Daddy Kane, or Cool Mo D? Oh, Big Daddy Kane, <laughs> without question. Not even, not it. even a question. It's, okay. No disrespect to the great, okay. very influential and That's iconic right. Cool Mo D, but without question, the body of work, the influence. Although there would be no Big Daddy Kane without I get Cool the Mo job D. Done. Yeah, yeah, but Kumo yeah. D is, is day one, day one, and, and That's uh, right. he was one of the only guys from from the from the beginning to sort of you know take it as far as he did because you know there were a lot of dudes that uh, you know weren't able to make songs that were good good MCs good good you know just party rockers like like Mo D. But so so it's it, it's hard to you know again it's like it's art 
And 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 same thing when like the comparisons of you know it's team sports. It's not boxing. So like yep. for me, like that whole comparison is is LeBron better than Michael? And is you know and every and all of a sudden Kobe Bryant is like a ghost. No one discusses him and <laughs> all right. that. That conversation to me is is ridic- ridiculous because it's so you know even like would this guy be able to do this in that era? Would that team be able to play this team in that era? It's like would Hussein Bolt and Michael Phelps? Uh, who would win in ping pong? Who cares? <laughs> Just because of the both most fastest at what they do, it who gives a crap? What, what, you know, like these philosophical, you know, things that you know, like that are never going to happen. I guess it's just all good barbershop talk, right? Well, I think people want to compare errors, and I know rapid. By the way, have it you is seen silly. It, it is. Uh, well, it's a fun, playful. It's a fun exercise. Yes, right. And it's we got to do something on this planet. Well, and it's, <laughs> it's for all the older guys who thought that their guys were better. It's something that you had said before. I always say this about your favorite player, the guy that you think is the best. The player that you watch when you were 12, 14, 15 years old, who was the guy, no one's ever going to touch him. At least in my mind. That's how I think you go through errors. I think that's a safe way to assess who the goats of generations are. Yeah, I'm with you. We all have the guy who, who we looked up to, guys who other guys looked up to, no matter where you're from. Yeah. It's always that guy. Like I said, I was a Detroit Pistons fan growing up. But when I was in high school, I was a big Sean Kemp guy. You right. Know? So he we, wasn't a Sean you know Kemp guy. Saying? Right, like, man. We all have different guys who we looked up to, who we respected. But I definitely respected the way the, um, the bad boys played the game. Oh, yeah. You know, that was my guy. Well, I, I think we understood why that <laughs> happened as well and, yeah. and the influence that that had on your right. game. Uh-huh. Guys, Guys, we only have a couple minutes left here. Can I just tell a, a really quick story? And, and, Michael, I think you might be the, the best suited to be able to to respond to this because you work with Kenyon Martin on Wednesdays. It's two-man weave here on, two, on TuneIn. Uh, you, you, look, we, we grew up, we were watching Kenyon for years playing. We saw what he was able to do in his career. Rex gave me a heads up before we started working. He had given me, he had said, hey, there are guys in the league who, have, who like the bark and the bite, but Kenyon is definitely a bite guy. Would it surprise you if I told you that during this show that some fans got a little maybe rowdy <laughs> in front of us? We're live outside of Oracle, and I swear to God that Kenyon was ready to hop over our, our table. I had to hold him back. I had to hold him back. He wanted in the fight. He, there he, were guys that, like, I don't know what was actually happening. It, it, and, like, literally, like, he was standing up. You know what it was? He was standing up for Abe. That's exactly what was going on. That's exactly, and that's exactly who he was as a teammate. It didn't matter. There was an injustice going on in Kenyon's mind with Abe standing there, and that was what? not, he's our teammate. Do you know what happened? I, I just looked up, and I just saw you put the headset down yeah, right he now. That's who Kenyon Martin <laughs> he is. He was trying to get him to back up, man. The guy, he had a few to drink. You I wish tell. you guys yeah, could have yeah. seen you him, though. You can tell he was a little Mike, inebriated. Will, I wish you, know. you guys could have seen him. And I, I, was trying, so, he was trying to get him to back up. Oh, hey, he just, listen. I've seen it my whole life. I, we had him five years in Denver, and about once every game, I went, oh, somebody get him, somebody get him. <laughs> he wants yeah, in. Yeah, I just I can't sit back and man watch people talk. You definitely didn't want to sit back. No, I can tell you that. he yeah, wanted nah, yeah, to he start biting. I was, in the wrong. I was, was about to start asking you a question, <laughs> and the headset was down. I was like, I clearly know he did not. Not, not only did he not hear my question, he wants no part. Had of this the table been here, that guy was gone. It, it was a wrap at that point. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> the authorities happened to step up and, and took care of business there. But yeah. Michael, I, I guess the moral of the story for you is on two man weave. You know if if. You can, it, it's disagree with Kenyon at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's really, it's just, it, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I'll just say this. I mean, you know, I, watching Kenyon play, I was such a fan of his. And, and you know, he, he was so intense when he played. And, of course, when I first met him, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. But this guy is, is, is two different people. And he, yep. he's, the thing that I'm most surprised is how, detailed in how studied he is about the minutiae of basketball. Mm, minutia. Mike Rappaport was, brought out minutia. Wow. I, I, I brought out minutia because talking to him, I've learned so much. And, and you know, you can get the answer to the question, but then when I go explain that and he explains it to me in basic terms, that's what I love uh, uh, about talking to Kenyon about basketball. But, but I, I'll tell you this. You know, we, we haven't even started in the big three. There's been some practice games and some warm-up games. And, 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 and the, the Kenyon Martin that we all knew and loved from Jersey and Denver and throughout the rest of his, his career is just one uh, post, 
post-up move uh, away. He's, he's alive and awake uh, uh, because I saw it firsthand, and, and, and it didn't take it, it, it didn't take it didn't take uh, it didn't take Boo to get it going. So uh, I'm excited about him doing that, and I love doing the show with him, and I love talking to all you guys. You know, Mike and and, and Will and and Rex and Kenny, and I really do because I just love, you know, I'm such a fan of, of, of the game. And, you know, and, and, and you know what I also like about talking to you guys? It, so much of sports radio and sports media is trying to outpoint each other. Like, I'm going to make this point, and then Rex is going to scream at me, and then Kenny's going to show that he's smarter <laughs> than everybody. And then, of course, Will Perdue's going to come in because he's got more rings than everybody. And then Will yeah, and then Mike Gam has steps. I'm so sick of it, and, and I love this. And I love talking to you guys like, you know, we were doing on the show the other day because, you know, you could you could have a conversation, learn, push it forward. It doesn't have to be, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be like, you know, we're giving each other massages. And, and that's like, because one of the things I can't stand about sports media is that it's like everybody's trying to outsmart and out, you know, savvy each other with, with their witty points. It's, and and it, gets, it gets redundant. So I just love doing the show and, and I'm really yes, um, sir, happy to rap. do it with, with Kenya. It has been a blast having you on with us. We are up against it, so can't preach, can't Go thank ahead. you enough for giving us some time. We'll produce the same yes, for you, some great context and perspective on what we saw in game number one for X Chapman, Kenny Martin. I'm Mike Yam. We are live outside of Oracle Arena. We will take you through the NBA Finals. Quick thanks to everyone involved that has been helping us out on our tune-in team. Really appreciate it, and continue to listen to us for the best NBA coverage. You've been listening to a special edition of NBA on TuneIn Live. The podcast presented by Miller Lite with Mike Yam, Karan Butler, Kenyon Martin, and Rex Chapman in Oakland, California. Listen each day as the NBA on TuneIn brings you Inside the Game. It's the 2017 NBA Finals on TuneIn.